Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Smug. Confident. Secure. Newlywed Game and Jeopardy are switching times, starting Monday on Channel 7. Fighting the Frizzies at 11. The Zoning Out February 24th Holiday Special. Starring Christopher Feinstein. Oh, give it a break on the hearing things. Amanda Van Nostrand. Oh, for Christ's sake. Frank Bonacci. Oh my God, Chad! John Sachs. He also cuts the eyes out of pictures of Daryl Hannah. Judd. A man's life might be in danger, damn it. Deborah Bonacci. It doesn't reek of stale farts and depression here. And Pippin. <laughs> Guest starring. The director of The Outwaters, Robbie Van Fitch. I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. I'm happy with the movie. Scary to Sleep's Shelby Scott. You are hereby summoned to Dunwoody Manor. Comedian Mike Machetti. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And the late Art Carney. Oops. Featuring the music of Chris LaMartina, Aurora Gorealis, and their band Beach Creeper. The Zoning Out Dancers. You'll have to take our word on that last one. All this and more on the Zoning Out February 24th Holiday Special. Okie dokie, folks. I'm Frank Bonacci, and I'm the scum of the earth. Part of the fun of working for Bloody Disgusting is I get screeners. Recently, I just came across a screener for the new movie, The Outwaters. I knew nothing about it, except that it was like found footage or something. It is fucking terrifying, folks. I was shitting my pants. Uh, figuratively shitting my pants. Not like the time I shit my pants at my friend's engagement party. That is because I think I had some bad fish. I don't, I don't know why I had to let you all know how I shit my pants. I don't think anybody needed that. It doesn't have any bearing on the film which is really good. Oh, well. And with that, I'd like to welcome the director of the film, Mr. Robbie Bantich. Hey, how you doing, sir? I uh, reached out to you on Twitter. Thank you very much uh, for, I, so what happened is I, I have a show at Bloody Disgusting and mm. I get screeners and I didn't know anything about this film. So I just happened to just get a hold of a screener. I'm like, oh, free screeners, cool. And I watched it and I was like, holy shit, I got to interview this guy. <laughs> uh, so thank you for, for politely, for letting me harass you online. Thank you. Um, oh, no <laughs> I work as an editor and that's why this film really fascinates me. And like when you're an editor, you're always trying to figure out, or you work in film at all, you're always trying to find that balance of how much information is enough versus how little to give. And this film doesn't have much in the way of what you call conventional exposition, but the film still manages to give the information just the amount of information you need to understand what's happening. How hard for you was that to find in editing? I didn't want there to be a lot of exposition due to the fact that this is supposed to be found footage. So it's more realistic that people wouldn't be talking about their deepest, darkest desires and conflict on camera unless you're on a housewife show. 
And so really it was just like knowing what had happened in our characters' lives. For example, knowing that Michelle's mom had died and just knowing that. And so when we were filming, if that came up, it came up in a, usually in a subtle way or not even a direct way. But yeah, just did it like that. It wasn't that, that wasn't that part. It was like part of the plan was to not go into that stuff. Right. There's no artifice. So you wear a lot of hats in the film. You one man banded it essentially for the whole production. How, which was your favorite hat to wear and which was your least favorite? Editing is always usually my, the most enjoyable side of things. That's the right answer. <laughs> least favorite shooting, beginning shooting. Once I'm shooting, I'm having a lot of fun, but literally like getting into the first shot of the day, it's like jumping into a cold body of water. It's like really <laughs> don't want to, really don't want to. And then once I'm in, it's like, yay, swim. <laughs> I got to give a special shout out to the sound designer whose name is escapes me who did a fantastic job that was me oh that was you too so you're just showing off in other words <laughs> just necessity just necessity. amazing job the sound design is where the film really shines it's amazing what you were able to create that must have been fun to like put all that together that was definitely fun yeah and thank you no the sound design was like a new um i've always done sound design you know like normal sound like you know oh here i need some wind here but th there were a few projects growing up that were a little heavier on it and this was like a total dive fully into it so i'm certainly most proud of my sound design yeah, it's a, you should be. It's fantastic. Where did the story come from? Where did you get the idea from? The word outlands is a favorite word of mine due to its poetic nature. And I thought that taking land out and switching it with water would make for a good word. And I was like, that's a great horror sci-fi title. And then images came from the word and story came from the images and la-di-da. <laughs> what are some of your favorite fountain footage films? Just the original Blair Witch Project and Willow Creek and Punishment Park, which is a Peter Watkins film from the 70s that I love. And now sticklers will get into air and be like, it's not fountain footage, it's a mockumentary. It's like, yeah, but it's like supposed to be real is the point. So Punishment Park. It's funny, I, I cheated for this interview and actually listened to a recent interview where you discussed that film and I never heard of it. So I actually- oh. Found a copy completely legally uh, for that film because I want to see it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's more like a, almost a mockumentary of sorts, like the way it's yeah, described. It, yeah, it's a set up to be the footage of a British news crew, and so it is edited, but it's all supposed to be real footage, and it very much feels like any other found footage movie in terms of the rawness of it, and that it's all real. I love it. It's so good. Okay, I'll check it out. How long over a period of time did you shoot the film? Um, About two and a half, three years, although most of the shoots were just a few big shoots, and then lots of little tiny things along the way, and playing, you know, like I'd put the film together and think of a new idea for a, a shot or a scene, and go out and just shoot it so it was great that you're you're the lead in the film so it's just like anytime you have an idea in the editing room you could just go oh wait i could go shoot that right away and just like get yeah. it done quickly pretty 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 easy to do that in this case the film has memorable makeup effects and you did those too some of them one in particular was really <laughs> incredible well i won't name what I, everybody will know what you're talking about once they've seen it. But um, so we're talking about that. Yes. yes. But yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, that particular one, I actually just found on eBay and then muddied it. <laughs> But, the, but I made it, I muddied it up. I put stuff on it. But that one, I can't take credit for like creating it from scratch. Um, although most of the other things I did create from scratch. Oh, that's great. Okay. I was like, wow, that's some good craftsmanship there. Yeah. No, I did add a, a hair to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your uh, favorite films in general? Interiors, 
uh, Woody mm. Allen drama, but Match Point, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, Tree of Life and the New World by Malik, Bright Star by Jane Campion, the original Candyman, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Session Nine, Shining. Session Nine's amazing. Another great sound is like one of the best sound design films ever. I love Session Nine, uh, yeah. the original Blowers Project, and I would say like all of Eric Romer's films, Francois Lazon, mm. Xavier Dolan. I don't know if I said Xavier's name right, but I love like Les Amours Imaginaires and uh, J'ai Tué Ma Mère. <laughs> wow. What's next for you? Uh, my new movie is, is premiering at a film festival next month called Tinsman Road. How far back did you shoot this? Um, I've been shooting it up until my delivery date, like in September. Oh. But while I was editing the majority of Outwaters, I shot a whole new movie called Tinsman Road. So that its festival premiere in a month. Then we'll see what happens with that one. I mean, the goal is to get it acquired and have it be seen by people. Yeah, that's always the gig. How many of these have you done today? <laughs> you 20? lost count? 20? 20? Wow. I'm not sure. Jeez. Wow. It's good to get it all done at once, I guess. 35. 35. 35? So you just been going all day. Jesus. Going, going, going. It's fine. It's my first press day, so I'm, like, here for it. Oh, awesome. Railed some lines of blow, and I'm... <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, so you're from New Brunswick. Uh, grease trucks at Rutgers? Mm-hmm. Totally the grease trucks. Mm -hmm. I miss them, man. I haven't been I there in a while. I used to at the gay bar, um, the Den nightclub over there. Oh, I was a bar back, and then grease trucks, and then high school days with my Bridgewater Raritan friends like grease trucks like good times you know there's a movie called pledge night that was filmed in new brunswick 1990 it's on vinegar syndrome it's called pledge night i mean it's not like necessarily good but it's interesting if you're you know it was filmed in new brunswick largely are you nervous about how people were going to respond to it or do you i, I think you know you've got uh, a good film on well, your I hands heard that, i heard that all the buzz and the positive reviews were just part of a marketing strategy so I'm not really that worried about it. I heard that they were all like generated by marketing, which is kind of funny. So, yeah. No, no but it's legit. I mean, like I watched no, I'm, it. Yeah, I'm no, I just thought it was kind of a stupid um, <laughs> assessment. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. I'm happy with the movie. I know that people are, are going to, some people are not going to like it and that's fine. There's plenty of movies I hate as well. So just like <laughs> have fun, see it. If you want to see it, if it's not your cup of tea, like there's other movies and um, I'm excited to be part of horror. Who lives near the Scientology building? Me. It's you. I was like, wait, that's the Scientology building. I know that. I had to get it in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great, like, at night, like, laying down in bed, especially if you have someone over and through my window, you see Scientology, like, through the trees. So it's super cute. Miss the East Coast at all? Well, right. I live in L.A. right now. I'm in, in Rockaway Beach in uh, the city to for the opening week of the movie. In oh, wow. But, yeah, no, I miss the East Coast, but I come home enough. I made my last movie on the East Coast, too, so I get to spend time here. I love Jersey Shore. Miss it. Oh, this is great. Thank you. Telegram so for Frank Bonacci. Oh, I'm Frank Bonacci. Sign here. Okay. Thank you. I see myself now. Thank you. Wait, how'd you get my part in the first... Okay. What could this be? Hi. Oh, uh, thank you so much for coming on, Robbie Banfitch. Good luck with the film. Thank you. Have a great day. Uh, bye. What could this be, Pippet? Yeah. Let's see what this says here. Greetings, Frank. Banasi? Banaki? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You are hereby summoned to Dunwoody Manor for a matter of great importance. Alas, I cannot tell you why in this letter, but... I can assure you that it would be very beneficial for you, and that absolutely no supernatural horrors await you there. Well, that's a relief. 
It would be in your best interest to leave as soon as possible. The complimentary buffet closes at 7. Safe travels, and may gut-wrenching tragedy not befall you. Strange. I didn't know telegrams were still a thing. Also, I wonder what this message could possibly mean. <coughs> You're right, Pippet. There's only one way to find out. And besides, the ominous yet strangely comforting voice reading the letter said it would be very beneficial. I could use some very beneficial. And besides, I definitely could use a break from all this podcasting. <coughs> that settles it. I'm going to Dunwoody Manor. For the last time, Pippet, our conversations aren't proof of a disassociative disorder. <laughs> You're starting to sound like a crazy person, you know? <laughs> we'll return after these messages. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Far West Press and Maverick indie filmmaker Kansas Bowling. We go way back with Miss Bowling, don't we, guys? Yes, sir, as the time of this recording, about one week. First up, for those who hate writing letters, there's pre-written letters for your convenience, pre-written by Kansas, alongside her sister and frequent co-conspirator Parker Love Bowling. A series of increasingly specific and absurd letters that are meant to be cut out and sent to the people in your life. If you're like me, and I know I am, this book will tickle your funny bone and caress your aching knees. Next up is the companion book to Miss Bowling's upcoming film Cuddly Toys, the aptly named A Cuddly Toys Companion. All kidding aside, I was shown a screen of this film, and it is nothing short of a masterpiece. Oh, don't worry, folks. You're gonna hear a you're gonna hear a lot more about this film from me in the coming months. I was genuinely floored by it. This book follows the harrowing and often hilarious adventures Kansas and crew went on in making this soon-to-be classic. If you love film, filmmaking, and crazy behind-the-scenes stories, this book delivers all that in spades. And fret not, you needn't be familiar with Mrs. Bowling's ouvure. How do you say over? Am I saying over right? Over? Yeah. You don't need to be familiar with Miss Bowling's over <laughs> to enjoy this pair of books. You must simply be of unusually high intelligence and distractingly attractive, which is how I see our audience in my mind's eye. But now is your chance to prove it with action by heading on over to farwestpress.com and picking up pre-written <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers and picking up pre-written letters for your convenience and a cuddly toys companion. While you're out, check out kansas-bowling.com to see what goings-on she's up to lately. You'll be supporting our shows by supporting our new sponsors, Kansas Bowling and farwestpress.com. Thank you for listening, folks. I love you. I think I got it. Hey, comedian and pal Amanda Van Nosheren. Thanks for coming along with me on this. Oh, sure thing. The whole thing sounds so exciting. Mysterious letters, spooky manners... Phase. Yeah, but let's try to make this quick. I'm always gonna be worried sick if I don't get home in a reasonable hour. Honey, I'm home! Wait, it doesn't reek of stale farts and depression in here for once. Could it be that Frank actually went out of the house? Pippet, we are having a girls' night! <laughs> Woohoo! Can I put on the radio? Let's get a little of the local flavor. Sure thing. All that and the greatest hits, only on WJKL, The Jackal. Okay. Hi, everybody. It's DJ Mike Moshetti with Radio News, right? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Hopefully this turns out to be important, but Buckles the Chimp is still missing from the local zoo. 
And as always asking people have spotted, not to offer them cigarettes, no matter how cute it looks to watch a monkey smoke. Popular Monster Surf Rock Band, Beach Creeper, will be appearing at Dory's Tavern tonight. And tickets are still on sale. Whew, I think that's it. Is that it? Thank you. Is he Thank you. Oh, and there's a murderer on the loose, too. Thank you. Hello, I'm Werner Herzog for Amster Light. If I'm not making movies about moving boats and things of that Herzog? Didn't he make that documentary Grizzly Man about the guy who thought he was a bear expert until he got eaten by them? Yeah. What is it, Frank? No, I can't help but feel like I'm like that complete fucking idiot in Grizzly Man sometimes. What do you mean, Frank? I mean, maybe I'm not cut out for podcasting. I can barely get a complete sentence out without umming and eyeing, and who'd want to listen to me anyway? Plus, I, th- I think everybody hates me. Does everybody hate me? Do you? Don't say that, Frank. You love podcasting. You've just been working too hard and need to take a breather every now and again. I think this trip to the place where some of the most gruesome murders in American history have taken place and that happens to be built atop one of the seven gates of hell is just the thing you need right now. And besides, what would Chris and the other guys from the Zoning Out podcast brought to you by Bloody FM do without you? I don't know. Hey, since you bring them up, I wonder what those guys are up to today. John Sachs, can you read that last part of the mysterious yet somewhat soothing telegram back to me? Sure thing, Christopher Feinstein. Let me see. The complimentary buffet closes at 7. Damn. I don't know if we'll make it in time. Boy, they must be really high up. The air feels so different. Uh-huh. Hey, Chris. Yeah, Judd. I'm hungry, man. Well, you should have eaten your breakfast instead of trying to find out the line on the next game. We'll get you something as soon as we get to the manor. Okay, thank you, John. Isn't it around here the Donner Party got snowbound? What's the Donner Party? They were a group of settlers during the covered wagon times that got snowbound, had to resort to cannibalism to survive. What's cannibalism? Can I bet on it? You sure ask a lot of stupid fucking questions, Judd. I know we're close, but the GPS is all confused. Yeah, my service is awful out here, too. I guess I can ask a local where it is. Oh, that woman picking through the trash might be able to help us. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know how to get to Dunwinnie Manor? Goddamn daughter-in-law comes in the house looking for dust balls. Uh-huh. Get the fuck out of my dining room, you asshole. Um, does this town have a Wawa, maybe? What the? Frank, what are you doing here? Chris, John, and Judd, who host zoning out with me. I can ask you the same. So I will. What are you guys doing here? Hey, guys. Hey, comedian pal Amanda Von Nostrum. We all got a vague and mysterious invitation from what could be a potential rapist slash murderer to come here. I had nothing going on, so, you know, you? Same. I'm hoping there's some treasure there. I'm in deep in my bookie Chi-Chi. He's going to hurt me something real bad if I don't come up with some fucking scratch. I just needed to get out of my apartment. My roommate Jeremy is writing swear words on the mirror with lipstick and standing over my bed and softly weeping while I sleep again. I think he has emotional problems. That's interesting. But do you guys know how to get there? I asked this filthy beggar for directions, but she doesn't seem to know. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I think it might be that sprawling estate in disrepair with thunderclouds and fog localized just to its ground that's right there across the street. Oh, that... Well, in fairness, that is pretty easy to miss. I thought it was a Best Buy. All right, here we are, comedian and pal Amanda Van Nostrand. So exciting. Hey, so uh, what do we do? We just go up and knock? 
I guess. Oh, wait, somebody's coming out. Hello, and welcome to Dunwoody Manor, brought to you by me, Mr. Tim, and my wife, Mrs. Tim. If you know your reservation number, say it now. He sure sounds familiar. I get that a lot. Please meet my wife, Mrs. Tim. Hi, boys. You've come to the right place for hot, haunted house action. Everything you do here is totally private and strictly confidential. Okay, I've definitely heard that voice before. Uh, hi, I got a letter telling me to come here? Yeah, me too. Here, look. Yes, we have a reservation under Frank Bonacci. Plus one. And a reservation for Christopher Feinstein. Plus two. Well, do you know who made the reservations? Because we don't. I'm sorry, you have asked about reservations. Currently, I don't know who made the reservations. We hope you want to stay with us. I promise you will have oh so much fun. All right. How much if I don't want to wear a bag? John! What? Am I reading the scene wrong? Yes. I, I think. Our manservant, Ograf, will come and take whatever bags you have. Oh, Ogroff. Hi, Ogroff. You want me to take bags? Oh, hi, Ogroff. We don't have any bags. <sighs> you want Ogroff take hat then? We're not wearing hats. Then Ogroff take bags. No, no bags. Hat then. We don't. Is it me? Is it me? No. No, it isn't. Hey, Ogroff, buddy. I got a bag and a hat you could take. Ogroff take bag and hat. Here you go. You're all right there, Ogroff. Ogroff, friend. All right, take it easy there. What shoe size are you, Ogroff? About a 27? I guess we're doing this then? Sure, why not? It could be fun. And besides, Jetty needs his legs not broken, and John needs a break from his goofy roommate. He also cuts the eyes out of pictures of Daryl Hannah. I don't sleep most nights. Excellent. If you'd like the complimentary buffet, enter now. A nice buffet. I could go for a buffet. Hope they have hot dogs. Oh, me too. Oh, I'm pay so I am starving. After these messages, we'll be right back. I swear, this city gets crazier and crazier every day. Hey, mister. Oh, jeez, we got a live one. Hey, buddy, the English nobleman in my teeth told me something. That if you go to wnuf.bigcartel.com, you get the out there Halloween mega tape and other products. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that the dust balls in my living room, they're there on purpose? Did you know that? Um, do you, do you want like a dollar or something? cat at me? <laughs> oh my god, are you okay? I saw everything. Yeah, I think so. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm not gonna rest until I find out more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Mega Tape and other products from wnuf.bigcartel.com. I can tell you that much. Yes, I too would like to learn more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Mega Tape and other products from wnuf.bigcartel.com. I gotta say, that complimentary buffet was surprisingly decent, but I still want to know what we're doing here in this creepy place. You know, it's like Grandpa used to say. Eh. Yeah, he did say that. Hey, Amanda, I think we should tell the guys about how I'm thinking of leaving the podcast. Do you think they'll hate me? Why don't you think about that some more before you... Hey, where did the Tims run off to? Come to bed, sexy. Be 
right there, Mrs. Tim. You know, when we told people we were buying a property on an ancient indigenous burial ground and the home to countless atrocities in the hopes that people with mysterious letters would show up and stay here, people said we were crazy. You know, after the giving people movie listings over the phone and the 1-900 poor markets dried up, I didn't know what to do. But things are finally starting to turn around. I know what you could do right now. I'm to bed. Hello, is someone outside the door? You have selected our bedroom. Is someone out there? What are you wearing? Maybe you should go check, honey. Okay. Hello. Hello, can I help you? Answer now. Ugh. Honey, call the police using our touchstone keypad. Press nine, then press one, then. Ugh. Oh, baby, what's going on? Ooh, oh, ah, mmm, yum. Hey, did you guys hear something? I can tell you what I didn't hear. If this place has Wi-Fi or not, the cell service is so lousy, I gotta see who won the coin toss in the Packers game. You're sick, you know that? You got five dollars. Hold up, drink dessert. Give me hats. Hey, person from earlier. You got Wi-Fi in this joint? Router in basement. Hold up, get password off that. That's a good fella. Look at him. Ogroff do this, Ogroff do that. Ogroff not be here if NFT market not collapse. Huh? Who there? Ogroff watch your hat! Okay, I definitely heard something. Me too. It sounded like what was maybe a chainsaw, I think, but definitely like a hat not being given. It must be Ogroff. He said he was going to the basement. But where is the basement? As everyone can see, this place is gigantic. I know nobody here needs a visual reference, but it's like Whipstaff Manor in the Casper movie. Oh, why are we standing around here giving completely unnecessary visual references? A man's life might be in danger, damn it. Will you calm down, man? Oh, thank you, Frank. High fives always calm me down. Don't mention it, but Juddy's right. We should find out what that sound was. Ooh, we should split up. Right? Oh, that makes total sense. Oh, oh my god, we're more ground. I'm sorry I got you into this comedian and palaman event nostrand. Oh, it's fine. Actually, Frank, I what was that? It came from down here. Oh, look, it must be that escape chimp from the zoo that horribly miscast DJ mentioned earlier. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. Frank, it's just a cute little chimp. No, 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 no. Don't you know how dangerous they are? They get in, they get in a bad mood. They could, they rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. They get addicted to Xanax and then mutilate you. Then you have to go on Oprah. Explain to people what it's like to live with a face that looks like apple pie filling. 
I don't like chimps. I don't like them. I don't like this anymore. I just want somebody to come and take me away. Hang on, Elliot. God damn it. Uh-oh. I think it spotted us. Good thing I keep this banana in my pocket. Okay, let's run. Hmm. To my feet, these sure feel like basement stairs. Oh my god, it's Ogroth! He's dead! Guys, get down here! That sounded like John. This way. Oh no! That sweet imbecile that took our bags has been murdered! Jesus! Oh my god, let's get out of here! We gotta call the police! Quick! Somebody cover up the body before one of us tries to have sex with it! Yes, we should! What now? Why would... Why would anybody try to have sex with it? Hey, you want a kink shame at a time like this? I just... Okay, guys, let's focus. Does anybody have service here? No. Nope. No. Wait! I got a bar. Don't worry, guys. I know what to do. It's ringing! Yes. Great. Hello? Deborah, honey, thank God you're home. Listen, you think everybody hates me? No, honey. For the last time, nobody hates you. Do you hate me? Oh, for Christ's sake. Are you fucking serious right now? Hold on a second, honey. I think Chris hates me. Hello? Honey? Hello? Disconnected. <sighs> I'm so sorry, you guys. Oh, Amanda, there's nothing to be sorry for. No, you don't understand. I was the one who wrote the letters. <gasps> <gasps> what? Amanda, why would you... Wait, where's Judd? Guys? Guys? I'm so lost. How big is this place? Is is someone there? Oh, hey, buddy. Do you know how to get to the basement? I would ask the Tims, but I just checked their room, but they're all busy being dead and mutilated beyond comprehension, so I didn't want to bother them. <laughs> oh, shit, do you have Wi-Fi? I got a nickel riding on Tennessee, and I need to check... Hello? What? What? No! 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 Listen, did you hear that? Oh, give it a break on the hearing things. Comedian and pal Amanda Van Nostrand. Why? Yeah, why? I'm sorry, Frank. I could tell you were unhappy and wanted to quit the podcast, so I... Whoa, you want to quit the podcast? I don't want you guys to find out this way. I don't mean like in the basement of a haunted house about to be murdered, although that stinks on ice. I meant like abruptly. I just think... I just don't think I'm cut out for this. I feel like I'm, I drag you all down. Chris, John, you both have such great voices, and you can organize your thoughts into coherent statements. And I'm as inarticulate as that dead numbskull over there. I think you'd be better off without me. But what would you do? I've got skills. I can always go back to being a deli clerk. I guess that's where I belong. Slice salami. What, what is that? Is that from How to Duck? Okay, can we talk about How to Duck? When's the last time anybody watched How to Duck? It wasn't that long ago, and the first thing that popped in my head after watching it was, why does he have an open condom in his wallet? Oh, my God. It's not yeah. in a wrapper. Not going to do anything. Sir, that's long rotten. It's like Kaniki from Greece. <laughs> it broke. John, when's the last time you watched How to Duck? Oh, boy. It's probably seven or eight years. Mm. I, the last time I watched it was actually at the Alamo. They had a 70-millimeter print of it. 
And it was like weird watching the most imperfect presentation of Howard Duck. I mm. love that movie. I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. It was one of those movies that, you know, like when you were like that too, Chris, where you like hyper fixate on a movie where it's like the movie would was end. like that. <laughs> when you you put the movie off, rewind it, and then put it on again. Like that was mm -hmm. like my, that was like the summer of 86 or 87 for me. It was just watching Howard the Duck over and over again. You guys, see... You can't quit the podcast, Frank. Who cares if you don't have the most polished delivery? That never stopped a single former boxer turned commentator. And besides, you love talking about movies with your friends. It's your favorite thing in the world to do. Now you have those times saved forever with the show. Don't give that up. Oh, comedian and pal Amanda Van Nostrand. If I wasn't completely nauseated by any kind of meaningful human connection, I would hug you. I know you would. Aww. Aww. Hey guys, did I miss a moment? Judd! 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 We thought something happened to you. What? Oh, the blood curdling screams? I, I, can, I can explain. First, hey Brian, come out here. Hi folks, I'm Brian Henderson. So I, I was upstairs looking for you guys when I met Brian and I asked him about Tennessee and Brian showed me his newspaper. Here, show, sh sh show him the newspaper, Brian. Sure thing. Strange sounding newspaper. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. And as you can clearly see here, but I'll explain anyway, the sports page shows that Tennessee's point guard is injured for the rest of the season, and Chi-Chi's probably going to take my thumbs. Well, I guess that clears that up, but who's Brian? Brian, Brian, tell him what you told me. It's okay. It's okay. Well, like I said, I'm Brian Henderson, and I'm the guy that's been going around murdering people. <gasps> <gasps> but Brian... That is so unlike you. Well, the thing is, me and the wife are trying to have a baby. But I've got a little problem with, you know, performing, if you know what I mean. But then this one day on the subway, a deranged man tries to push me off the platform. Yeah, deranged people. Don't get me started on them. I know, right? Well, anyways, after a little tussle, I managed to push him off the platform right when the L train was pulling in. And ka-splat, good and dead. But wouldn't you know it, I got the biggest direction you ever did saw. So I got to thinking that if I went in for a little ritualistic homicide, maybe me and the wife could conceive. I'm sorry if I inconvenience anyone. Well, when you put it that way. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello? How does he get service? What? That's amazing. Guys, my wife just took a pregnancy test. And? And? I'm going to be a father. Yay! Yay! You hear that, honey? Yeah, they're all really excited. What was that? Hey, you guys want to come to the shower? What the? Oh my god! Chad! Oh hey, I told you! I told you! Don't worry, folks. I know how to handle this. See? That's how you handle those types. Oh my god! It's Clint Eastwood! We know it's Clint Eastwood. It sounds exactly like him. What are you doing here, Mr. Eastwood? Well, I heard on the radio there was an ape that needed some sorting out. And if you read up on the production of Every Which Way But Loose, you would know that I know how to handle these kinds of things. We have read about it. Totally ruined the movie for us. Yeah, nobody should ever read about that. Well, all the same, this little son of a bitch has learned some manners. So my job is done. See ya. Well, I guess that wraps it all up. Wanna get going? Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah go. let's get out of here. Get yeah, here. no point staying. That's enough already. That's the last time I use a Groupon to book a house of horrors to keep a podcast together. 
Ugh, I feel like the scum of the earth. No, Amanda. That's my job. And with that, thanks, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Zoning Out February 24th Holiday Special. Written and directed by Frank Bonacci. Special thanks to guest stars Shelby Scott, Robbie Badfinch, Mike Bichetti, Chris LaMartina, and Aurora Gorealis, and their band Beach Creeper. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let your hair